This week on the show, I'm thrilled to have you back with me for a solo episode, a little exploration into what is important and how we can let it maintain its priority, even with those urgent matters, try to bump it off of our list. If this is something that you struggle with, if you can relate, or if you just see yourself being triggered by stress as we move into this holiday season, this episode is for you. I'm going to share some different perspectives, my own personal tools, and ways that I am changing my daily practices and habits to foster my well-being so that the important does get done and the urgent things can fall into place. Happy to have you back with us. Thanks for joining. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me again this week for another episode of Happified. And as we are still rolling into this holiday season, Hanukkah is just a few days away and Christmas is less than two weeks and counting. I wanted to take a little bit of time today and take a look at how things stack up, what rises to the surface, what maxes out our to-do list, and how we can sort through the urgent versus the important. And in the holiday season, but any time of year, I see very often in myself and in reflected with the people that I'm talking with and working with that struggle to find that balance between handling what is urgent, what demands our attention, and making the time getting focused, moving the needle on what is really important. A bit of a struggle that's ongoing, but I've got a tool that I'm going to share with you today to help you move through that. And I'll be sharing my own secret weapon, what I've been doing in my own self-care ritual to help myself find balance and be less reactive to the stress that comes along with all of these urgent matters that love to demand our attention and energy. So let's go ahead and dig in. I've heard a lot of people say, I've even, as I was younger, I would hear people who were older say, time just goes faster. Brace yourself because time speeds up as you get older. And there is a little bit of scientific reasoning behind this. I'll come back to that in a moment. But today, maybe because I'm just getting older, but maybe because we are so available, we can always be contacted in this world of notifications and devices, time really seems to be flying by. Let me know if this feels relevant for you or if anything else comes up for you in the conversation. I'd love to have you join the conversation on the website at happifiedlife.com or on the YouTube channel if you are catching this video. So as time spins wildly by, and there is a little bit of research to this, why time seems to move more slowly when we are younger. It's because researchers have discovered, psychologists who have been digging into this phenomenon, when we're young, we experience awe and wonder. A little more often, we are finding answers to the world's riddles and curiosities. We are present in the moment. We have a little bit less demand on our time coming from outside influences. And those new and novel experiences, when we have those moments of awe and wonder, 
our brain really takes them in. They're like bookmarks. And the more of those bookmarks that we can have and experience and savor, the more we feel present in time as it's passing. So there's a little side note for you. Well, it started out as a short one. If you want to be more present, savor the time as we're experiencing it and prolong the experience of time, try to call in those experiences of awe and wonder, entertain your, entertain your curiosity, save time for play and let yourself be truly in the moment, have that beginner's mind that we all had as children. And you will find it's a little easier to savor those moments. It's not possible to stop the clock unless you're that kind of quantum physicist, but in the midst of life flying by, we can start to reclaim control. We can be a little bit more, a little bit less reactive and choose a little bit more mindfully how we want to respond to all of those bells and whistles, the notifications that life keeps serving up. So one thing that I see at risk though, as life seems to go faster is that it tends to squeeze out the most important things instead of letting that kind of pace of life, which if this is the new normal, resisting change tends to be futile. So if we need to learn how to navigate in a life that seems to be moving more quickly, how can we shift that? How can we start to let those irrelevant, those less important things be the ones that are squeezed out of our daily agenda, of our to-do list, so we can hold on to what's most important. Well, first of all, what's really helpful is getting clued into what is really important, what is worth holding on to, what is worth a little bit of a fight to keep life from crowding out and off of our to-do list. If a to-do list is a little bit triggering, I know I am, you can't see it. I have this little cone of calm here, but I have lists and pieces of paper, ideas, and things that I want to get to. I'm a visual organizer, so they tend to accumulate on my desk. Perhaps you can shift your perspective and start calling it a get-to list, right? What do you get to do? Maybe that's a separate column on your to-do list. You can have those obligations. Hopefully they don't crowd out the things that you're looking forward to, those really juicy things that you know you're going to be excited and feel rewarding when you get to those. Another really powerful time management tool that I've discovered several years ago and used as I've been building my own business and shared in some of my own time management tricks is the Eisenhower matrix, a way of organizing your to-do list. As I alluded to at the top of the episode, we have things that are urgent and we have things that are important. Not everything falls into both categories. Sometimes very urgent things are not as important, but they've got a tight deadline and they demand our attention. Sometimes the most important things for our personal development, for our personal well-being, for building our happiness are those important things that don't have a deadline. Therefore, they don't feel urgent. Therefore, life keeps crowding them out. 
So if you feel like an exercise, and this can take as few as just a couple of minutes, make yourself a box on a piece of paper divided into four quadrants. And on, let's say the X axis, let's write down what is important and not important. And then along that Y axis, if you will, in the left column, write what is urgent and on the right column, write what is not urgent. So you can cross you know, cross that grid and say, what is urgent and what is important or moving down to the bottom, right? What is not important and what is not urgent? Start to just quickly put some things down, put it down in pencil so you can move quickly and don't feel like you're tied to these placements. But take a look at this little matrix, at this new method of order and look at the things that are important, but not urgent. And think about how long those have been on your wish list, on your get to list, and the daily stuff of life has been crowding them out. I'm a huge advocate of self first scheduling. If you don't put yourself on the calendar, no one else will. So put some time on your calendar, maybe on a Monday, maybe on a Friday morning, when you get to do these less urgent, but more important things. And consider that sacred, consider that a meeting with yourself. If something comes up and you need to move that, make sure you move it and don't just overwrite it. Let it get edged out on your calendar and keep moving down the line. And this is something that I will raise my hand. I am coming back to, I am recommitting myself to put more priority on, on these self-first scheduling blocks in my calendar and not letting that be consumed with the other minutia, the important and urgent matters like doing the laundry, tidying up the house, but really taking that opportunity to do what fills my cup, to finish that program that I thought would be fascinating online. And now it's just sitting in the hard drive and not getting utilized or put to practice. So I'd love to hear what you could shift around on your schedule, what feels important. And now you can look at ways to make it feel a little more urgent, ways that you can carve out time so you can come back to it. Because we really tend to fall into this myth that urgency implies importance. And if we only ever address what is urgent, we're really struggling then to move the needle, to to fill your own cup, as I said, to feel more peaceful, to feel more energized, to feel better rested, to feel more mentally and physically nourished by doing the things that we know are important to us. Stress comes in from so many different directions, right? That's why 3X less stress is all about the three aspects of stress, physical, emotional, and environmental. It comes in on all fronts. I'll be sharing soon again, another episode that I really loved creating with Dr. Ailey Cohen, where we take about where we take a look at the influence of factors in our environment, in our homes, in our workplaces, and how those products and chemicals can impact our health, right? Impact our resilience. So where are stressors coming in that are starting to fill up that bucket that are starting to compromise our resilience so that when the little stressors come along, the notifications from your email or your phone, we're really just able to react. We are in that triggered stress response. We're not acting with our long range goals in mind. We're dealing with where's the fire? What do I need to put out? You know, what is the immediate situation rather than 
what choices can I make that sustain my health, right? That sustain my well-being at the end of today, not in these 20 minutes, but at the end of the day, at the end of this week and in the years ahead. We have to be playing a long range game while we are handling the issues that are popping up in front of us. So again, that's some of that beauty of that self-first scheduling. If you put time on your calendar for meditation, for reading, for getting out into nature, for a walk, for completing the program that you bought and haven't found time to complete yet. These are the things that help fill your cup, that help you have a more patient and thoughtful response rather than a reaction, an impulse when stress comes along. Because one thing we can count on in life, in addition to change, is that stress will be finding us. So we want to cultivate that resilience in all of the ways that we can. We need to find opportunities to rest and restore so that all of these little stressors don't keep us humming along at maximum capacity so that one more thing is all it might take to tip the scales, to put us on the sidelines so that we're benched, we're looking at recovery, we're looking at ways to radically change our lifestyle so that we can recover our well-being rather than making little shifts. And if you don't know me yet, you will get to know that I like the little changes, the little shifts that are easier to build on, that we can integrate into our ways of being so that they last and we see that difference way down the line. That's how we really start to move the needle on stress, on well-being and feeling happier more often. So one way that we can start being so reactive to stress, we can stop being triggered all the time is to take a little bit of a time to get curious and explore what it is that triggers us. Is it a situation? Is it an emotion? Is it someone that you interact with? If you're triggered by someone that you interact with, is it that person or is there a characteristic of them that reminds you of someone else who was triggering to you? This is where that practicing the pause and pivot comes in, taking that half of a second, that opportunity to take a nice deep inhale and get curious. What am I responding to? What is this trigger? Why do I want to react the way that I feel compelled to do? And start to prepare, start to recognize if you're going into a situation where you have a trigger, start to plan how you can respond differently to them. The better prepared we are, the more easily we can accommodate these because just like stress, triggers will happen. We can't pad the entire world so that we don't run into triggers, but we can give ourselves the tools so we feel stronger and more capable when we meet these triggering situations, when we feel challenged at work, when we feel overwhelmed by family chaos or logistics between family members, when we maybe you're being triangulated around this holiday season and, you know, put in between two more difficult characteristics. So take a look at, you know, if you're going into a family meal and you know that you tend to hear an earful from perhaps your mother and an earful from your sister, and they love to have you in the middle of whatever strain they're experiencing, be prepared for that. 
be prepared with a response, be prepared to say, I'm here to enjoy this day with both of you. And I can't listen to this right now, but if you want to call later in the week, I will be happy to talk with you about it. Maybe I can let you know how I get through the holiday seasons, right? Choose your battles as much as you can. And being prepared is a huge help to you feeling more confident and secure and able to choose your reactions. We hate to see things get lost in the shuffle, right? Like I've been talking about these important things, like the things that we want to learn, our personal development, the things that we want to shift to better our own well-being. So what is it that gets crowded out? When life demands your attention, when those bells and alarms are going off, what are you missing? Is it things like, are you kicking yourself because you missed paying a bill? You were late to the kid's dance recital. You promised to bring cookies to a holiday function and that didn't happen. You're racing through the deli to grab a box and then feeling bad because it doesn't come in a homemade container. So some of the things, you know, that we tend to hold over ourselves, right? That we feel guilty. We feel like we're not de delivering. But again, also remember the things that are getting shuffled out, the things that we're losing time for also, you know, so important, that opportunity to move your body, to discharge energy. It's a powerful way to work those stress hormones through your body, complete the stress cycle, move your body, eat quality food. Be present enough to make better choices instead of responding to those stress reactions that are driving your cravings for sugar, that put you on that roller coaster of the rising and crashing glucose when you succumb to those stress cravings for sugar. Time with loved ones. The one thing you can't get back is that opportunity to be present with the people in your life where they are right now. That time with loved ones is precious. That's nothing that should never be edged out on your list of priorities. And, and this can be a difficult one, but sleep, sleep is so important for our health, for our mood, for our immunity, for our ability to handle stress, for our focus. So we tend to short ourselves when we feel like we're keeping all of those balls in the air. We're keeping all of those plates spinning. The one you might be missing is sleep. And please, please don't give yourself the opportunity or let yourself fall into that pattern of shorting yourself consistently on sleep. It's not something you can recoup entirely on the weekends. And as I just rattled off my shopping list, it's so important in so many aspects of our well-being. Nourishing food is one of those things that, you know, we feel like we get crowded out for time. And I can share one of my personal hacks that I have incorporated over this last two months. And I've really been enjoying and I've been feeling the benefits. I was feeling the impacts of stress as I was diagnosed with very high blood pressure. And I, being holistically minded, asked my doctor for time to resolve this on my own. So I started making some big shifts in my own daily habits. I paid attention to the fact that my giant coffee cup that I would refill several times through the day was not doing me any favors. As I started tracking my blood pressure, I could see that caffeine was a huge culprit. And if I drank coffee well into the day, then I would have maybe an extra glass of wine at the end of the evening to help finish relaxing so I could feel like I could go to sleep, right? I was completely on an artificial energy cycle 
that needed to be managed. And my body wasn't regulating itself on my, on its own anymore. So I made a shift of, you might've heard me talk before about my new daily habit, the magic mind, little two ounce shots that I've incorporated into my practice. And it brings me the nourishing foods that I know are good for me. It doesn't have any of the detrimental ingredients that I look to avoid. It's nice and simple, powerful and effective. And it is keeping me off of that roller coaster. So I feel more energy through the day. I feel better able to focus. I feel more balanced, even when those notifications start going off in the background. I, my favorite way to have my magic mind is in a latte. So I add it to some almond milk or coconut milk in the morning and have my nice hot cup that I can wrap my hands around before I switch to an herbal tea. And it's been my go-to every day to keep my energy and focus going as I do my business, as I go to work, as I prepare to host family for the holidays. So I know you can relate to having a lot on your list, and I want to relate to you that sometimes little tweaks in your daily practice can go a long way. The adaptogenic herbs in Magic Mind are some of my favorite. Ashwagandha and Rhodiola rosea are beautiful for helping you handle stress, but also to boost your energy. So it takes you off again of that tr triggered stress response and helps you even out a little bit. Bacopa monieri is a beautiful herb that helps boost your clarity and focus and has been found in research to boost your memory on memory recall tests. So Bacopa is a wonderful thing to integrate into your daily practice. And as always, immunity is at the forefront. So lion's mane, mushroom, cha green tea, vitamin C, D, and echinacea are all in this little superfood shot to help your immunity stay up. Turmeric to reduce the inflammation of physically sitting still, of eating some of those holiday favorites that we maybe shouldn't be, of simply handling the stress that shows up. So all of these beautiful ingredients, they've recently updated. They're always upgrading their formula. They've changed from honey to agave nectar to sweeten. So now it is truly vegan and they've tweaked their formula. So it shakes and mixes even easier in the bottle. So if you had even tried it and noticed a little bit of clumping, I noticed it in one bottle. And then the next thing I knew, I had a message in my inbox saying they've fixed it. So I love that they always have an eye to making the most optimal, clean and powerful product that you can get your hands on. For you, my friends, you can use a special to check it out, to try it for yourself, put it on a subscription and then give it a try, integrate it into your schedule for a couple of days. It's the best way to integrate the habit is to have it available and accessible to yourself. So visit magicmind.co slash Happified, H-A-P-P-I-F-I-E-D, just like the show. And as you're checking out, you can enter coupon code HAPPIFIED20 and get 20% off. But if you use that code really quickly, if you're within 10 days of the release of this podcast, you'll get 40% off of your subscription rate. So you can try it at a discount. Let this be the gift you give to yourself this holiday season and see if you're able to, like I was, hop off of that coffee train my daily practice without headaches, without withdrawal, and feel more balanced and that longer lasting energy through the day. So that's my secret weapon. I would love to hear your experience with Magic Mind. Please don't hesitate to let me know how that lands for you. 
And then coming back to the, um, our topic at hand, you know, urgent versus important and how we can secure our own place on our to-do list. How can we make sure that life doesn't keep edging us off? And how do we know if what we change is having beneficial results, right? Like I've noticed, like I was just waxing eloquent about with my daily matcha shots. So one of the ways that I suggest putting yourself on your priority list on being more present to how you're feeling and what you're doing for yourself is to start tracking it. I've got my new calendar for 2023, but you can keep it super simple. You can print up a single page. I have a resource that I will share in my food, mood, and movement journal if you really want to get into the nitty gritty and start tracking, you know, just make a little happy face or straight line face, you know, copy your favorite emoji for your mood of the day. If you want to take it a step further, track what you're eating so you can see how that might influence your mood at the end of the day or the next day. How is your sleep? You know, give it a plus minus, a star, a check. If you barely got, you know, your, your minimum requirement of sleep, but start tracking so that you can see the patterns. You can see the progress. If you're going to start attending to different little micro habits that you can shift, trying to get more greens, even if that's powder in your smoothie, along with your magic mind, if it's getting more sleep, if it's meditating a couple of days a week, if you're starting from scratch, start tracking it so you can look back, recognize your progress, cheer yourself on so you can celebrate all those small wins and start to decode right? I've also been lately following, paying a lot more attention to things that spike my glucose because that can be related to cardiac issues. And so as I do, I definitely notice the, I'm losing the brain fog after lunch. I'm losing that mid afternoon slump. I am sleeping better and having less hot flashes in the night, right? All of those little things that add up to a much better quality of life. So start tracking so you can get an idea of where you are and where you're going, because you have to put yourself in the driver's seat. You have to be your own advocate because no one else is going to get out there and plant a flag on behalf of your well-being. No one else can defend your territory from those alarms and notifications that are demanding your attention and saying, nope, nope. She wants this time to do this program, to further her own knowledge and wisdom. This is her time, right? That's up for you to defend, for you to recognize those boundaries and protect. Unless you feel like hiring a defender, unless you're working with a coach like myself who can come and help you develop these tools, these are tools that you can do on your own if you connect with the reason. And you are your best reason. You can be your why. It can simply be because it doesn't work for you, because you know that something else helps you feel better, because you know there's a different way of being, of responding, of moving through your days. Because we're not just counting up, you know, checking off boxes until we get to the juicy part at the end. This is the juicy part, my friends. This is where we get to find opportunity for awe and wonder for to be present, to enjoy this time with the people that we love because we never know when they might not be with us anymore. I lost someone dear in my family last week, very unexpectedly. And it doesn't need to take a reminder like that in your own life, in a dear friend's life. 
to see the reason that now is the time when you get to make these choices, to let the important hold its space and let the urgent sort itself out. So enlist some help from friends if you need. There's a great tip from Christopher Lee Maher on my episode with him as he's talking about making changes to better yourself. Everything is timely and my conversation with him was really helpful as I started digging back in, recommitting to my own personal transformation and how I was dealing with stress in my own life. And so let me just be real and vulnerable and authentic and say, even knowing everything that I should be doing, I struggle with doing the things. And so Christopher in his episode talks about enlisting help from the people closest to you, because often they have the same patterns that aren't benefiting us and the way we want to shift and enlist their help by saying, I'd like to try something different for a few weeks. Would you mind not offering me that thing? Would you mind letting me prep my own food so that I have this, you know, balanced, I'm feeling nourished before I hit the table and want to snack on all the things that I know aren't good for me, right? We're not demanding change from everyone in our lives so that we can change, but we can enlist help in a way that inspires people to support us without making them feel judged, but just might leave them inspired as they see your own shift and transformation to say, oh, maybe that's something I can do for myself too. So Different ways you can make little shifts. As a, as I said before, the little shifts are what add up to be the really big, important, long-lasting changes that bring us the best results. So connect with your why. Find out why it's important to you, you know, so you can be more, be more patient, be more present, feel more energetic, be more healthy, be more vibrant, be more active with the people that you love to be with. Maybe your why to get you started is simply to be a better model for your children, for the people in your life, for the ones you wish you could, would make changes, but you can't make them do it. You can lead by inspiring, by modeling how change can help you. Sometimes being selfish can be beneficial. So always keep yourself at the important of your Always keep yourself at the top of your important list and never let those urgent matters put you in the backseat. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, entertaining my little tirade. And I am wishing you all of the joy and all of the peace that this holiday season should really be about. Be present with your family, with your dear ones, whether you get to be in person, whether it's another Zoom holiday, take good care of yourselves. Wishing you every good thing. And I will see you right back here super soon. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.